Welcome, everybody. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and this show is presented by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. We have other sponsors that we're also going to talk about throughout the show, and they are handpicked, including Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So we'll talk about them throughout the show. So our last show, um, I had a great time with our last show. I mean, it was it, the only thing that would have made it better is if I actually had my feet in the sand when I was doing the show. Um, we talked beach volleyball. We had Addison Kreider here and Molly Thomas. Addison is at Missouri State University. Molly is finishing up at Marshfield and then is heading to Florida Gulf Coast. And we had a great time talking about beach volleyball. I learned a lot. If you want to listen to it, you can go to a coachesperspective.com, listen to it there, or you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. Now, spoiler alert, Molly is back in the studio. She is here. But she's in our studio audience tonight because I have another family member here tonight. And I'm very excited to have um, this show because I go to a lot of Missouri State University games. And I have always admired the cheer squad and the energy and the enthusiasm that they have. And little did I know there was a nice a connection there with my guest last week. So Molly's brother, William, is the head coach at Missouri State University. So William Thomas is here. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to talk about cheer, not just for Missouri State, but to teach us about this sport and all of the different things that you do behind the scenes. You've been involved for a long time. What is it that you love about being involved in cheer? I think the uh, best part about being involved in cheer is where I'm at now um, in my coaching career and seeing what my athletes are doing after I coach them. Um, and they coming back and attending the games and building that tradition that um, we have at Missouri State or um, my past high school athletes coming and seeing me as a college coach now. Yeah, that is that is one of the best parts of coaching is to be able to, to coach that person and being able to see them evolve. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Coach Thomas. He's in his third year at Missouri State University. He has 16 years with the National Cheerleading Association as a head instructor and choreographer, um, 13 years coaching high school cheer um, and all-star. He cheered at Missouri State University, Missouri Southern State University. He's also been in cheerleading from high school through college, so it seems like it's been in your blood for a very long time. And you have been a part of the National Cheerleading Association in Dallas for the past 15 years. And you train cheerleading trainers. So you are the trainer of the ones that work with the teams. And I think what a gold mine that uh, Missouri State has having you there. And, and your wife is also a cheer coach at Glendale. So that's pretty awesome. It's in, it's in the family. Yes. So, um, you brought with you your assistant coach, um, Colton Peeper is here, and I'm so excited that um, you are also here because you have a resume yourself. I mean, this is your first year at Missouri State, um, but you're a four-time NCAA national champion. That's incredible. You cheered at Weber State and for grad school and Lindenwood University for undergrad. You have seven years coaching experience. Um, you are also, um, you know, being an NCAA cheerleader, it's also in your blood. From what I understand, you know, you have this knack for also for um, – working on choreography and creating the cheers and having that and you're um, continuing to bring that to the plate. So what did, how did you get into cheer? Yeah. So I actually did just about every sport under the sun before I did get into cheerleading. I lettered in 
baseball, basketball, football, and wrestling all throughout high school before picking up cheerleading just before uh, finishing up my high school sports career. And, you know, I was looking at playing one of those in college, and I laugh now looking back on the decision to pick something that would make me less busy so that I could <laughs> enjoy life because cheer obviously is beyond a full-time job. Uh, so I, I got into cheerleading because, you know, I thought it was going to be, you know, something I could stay athletic and do a little more leisurely, but then I fell into the competition side and, you know, the rest is, is history. All of those four sports and then you go to cheer, cheer. I mean, how was that? How was that? How was that transition going from, for example, football to cheer? Yeah. So I think that they all kind of transversely prepared me to be a great cheerleader, right? I mean, there's elements in all of those sports that are also important elements of being a great cheerleader. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, and then you all brought one of your top players, right? One of your top athletes is here, and Caitlin Johnson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to have you here. This is your third year at Missouri State University, right? You're the um, senior cheer captain. Um, you you have been involved in this program, and you've watched it grow since you've been a part of it. You all are preparing for nationals in April. Um, what is it that you love about being involved with this cheer program? For sure, like the community aspect, obviously being engaged with the Springfield community and having that like bond with my teammates along with my coaches is just like a great thing to have. Along with the leadership skills that it's taught me, it's just a great like aspect to take into my future career. It does. It teaches you a lot of life lessons. You know, we talk about that on this show a lot, about the, the platform of sports and how they can help you in life. Um, what do you think that you are going to be taking from this cheer program to help apply in life? For sure, the leadership skills and being an adverse person when it comes to, like, hardships and difficulties I've had throughout my cheer career obviously shapes me into the person I am today with just taking things thoroughly through, like, my own, like, situations and, like, how to handle those situations properly. Like, in life itself, work, cheer, all will shape me into the person I am today. A little bit of time management. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, so, I, okay, I want to, first off, I want to clear something up because when I was doing my homework, I'm like, wait a minute, cheer, stunt, cheer, stunt. What is the difference? How does it blend? And so tell our listeners, um, um, Coach Thomas, I'll start with you about uh, what is the difference between cheer and stunt? So stunt are obviously skills that are involved in cheerleading, but there's also a sport called stunt. And so what we do at the university with the cheerleading side is incorporate those stunt skills into pyramids, um, baskets, and then we also have our tumbling and jump segments. So we're incorporating all these skills um, that you see sometimes on the sidelines, but we're trying to train them even further um, behind the scenes and prepare ourselves for a nationals routine um, to take down to Daytona Beach. Okay, for stunt. What's a basket? What is that? So a basket. Uh, <laughs> they just smiled very politely at me. <laughs> So a basket is just a group of bases and a spotter um, that are going to be throwing someone into the air. Um, and during their time in the air, they're going to be executing um, some sort of skills, whether that's flipping or twisting, um, and then being caught safely um, in that cradle position um, or the basket from the bases. So you like the basket, Caitlin, right? Because you're one of those up in the air that's twisting and flipping. 
Yes, for sure. Okay, tell me how you do that. Tell me how you, you know, you let these, you trust, you must do a lot of trust exercises, my goodness, and you let them throw you up into the air, and then you're supposed to entertain us while you're in the midair, right? You're supposed to do some flips and some twists and keep it all, you know, perfect, and then you land, you trust with those people. What do you think about when they get ready to toss you up into the air? Uh, for sure, the trust aspect, and also you gotta you have to multitask while you're in the air. You gotta think about just your position in itself. You have to trust your bases in your back spot that they're gonna do their job because they're trusting you in the air too that you have that body control and your focus in that stunt. Like whenever I go up and I put my first foot in, I'm like, this is my stunt. I can't be thinking about anything else, or I could potentially like not execute this skill to like the best I could. So were you in gymnastics from very young? To, yes. yes. So I did gymnastics from age five up until like 12. And then, then I began competitive cheer and then high school cheer and now college cheer. Okay. That is, um, that is awesome because I have always thought that. I'm like, oh, my goodness. How can you keep the poise when they just tossed you up in the air like that? Um, I, you know, I used to get nervous when people would throw me in a pool. Um, that's a little easier. So, I mean, I'm impressed with the athleticism that it takes to maintain that um, – that poise and to be able to do that. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, the tryout process and, and the recruitment process for your program. You know, I know that, that both of you are looking at a lot of cheerleaders throughout the year because you are on the circuit, right? So you get to see a lot of, of cheerleaders. Tell me, what do you look for in the, in the tryout process? I'll start with you, Coach Thomas. So um, I look for the big picture athlete. Um, I'm really looking at their history in the um, sport of cheerleading and seeing exactly um, their foundation skills. Um, do they have those clean execution um, stunts? Um, do they have the foundational elements of tumbling um, to make them a better athlete? And just that coachability um, is really what I look for in an athlete because we can mold them with the skills that they have now into something even more talented. But, I mean, we're looking for um, just that all-around um, aspect of that cheerleader to be that ambassador for Missouri State University yeah. as and, well. and you want them to be, um, how do I say this, not, like low-maintenance. You want them to be good students that go to class and that, you know, treat people well and then have good attitudes and are team players. Um, so I think I think that's fantastic. What would you add to that, Coach? Yeah, I think uh, along with what William just said, I know we talk a lot about skills, and you're, you're going to ask us, I think, more questions like how you did with baskets, but – the skills are important. However, um, a lot of the skills that we do on the college level, you can't even do in high school or earlier years. So truly, um, it comes down to also a lot of characteristics and qualities of athletes, such as, you know, being able to handle adversity and things like frustration and, you know, just, um, you know, good character yeah. all in all are also very important factors because, Quite frankly, William and I, with the experience we have, we're going to be able to teach you the skills. It's whether or not you're going to have the mental fortitude to be able to handle things like corrections and, and be able to have the mental toughness to make them. Right. The coping skills when things um, mess up. I mean, just like athletes when they miss a shot or drop a pass or miss a putt. I mean, they've got to be able to continue to be composed. And so that's a really important skill. And that's probably not easy, is it, Caitlin, to be able if you I'm sure you've not ever made a mistake, but in case you ever did, you know what, you know, that's something that you've got to be able to, to grasp onto and be able to get through and show must go on. Yes. You have two minutes and 30 seconds on that competition floor. If you make one mistake, it's, it's out the brain. You got to move on to that next thing. Cause you can't let that one mistake trail the whole performance. Cause it, then it would just be a domino effect. 
Now, do you take that same philosophy into your life? So if you mess up on a test or if you have some, if, if you're angry at someone, you know, how do you release? Is that the same way you do it in life? Yes. Yeah, so if I were to like, example, fail an exam, that just makes me more like determined to do better on the next exam. Like it puts like a fire in me to just like want to do better for myself and like the people who are around me, like who I know truly love me and care about me and want me to do the best. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think I've got a pretty good crew here. I think we're going to learn a lot tonight. We're going to take our first break, and I want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. So we'll be right back on A Coach's Perspective. Um, I'll have William Thomas. I have Colton Pepper here and Caitlin Johnson. Go Go Bears. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate, and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. So, I mean, question right off the bat, um, you know, I have William Thomas, I have Colton Peeper here, and Caitlin Johnson. And, um, you know, Will, do you provide chocolate milk to them after practice? Um, <laughs> or should you? After um, some of their workouts, <laughs> then the, the Missouri State University does. Yeah, there you actually, go. There so. you go. Right. Well, Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate, so I'm glad that you're doing that. All right, so let's talk skills. We are talking um, about cheer tonight, and I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm ex- I want to talk about skills. So, what is what does it take to be um, a skilled cheerleader? So, um, I think just having a background in any type of athletics. Um, Colton and I are very different in our backgrounds and um, our journeys through cheer, um, but. Him just being athletic um, in different sports. And then I grew up as a gymnast. Um, and then being able to take um, that body control, um, that awareness, and apply it to cheerleading and those skills um, because you're doing this with another group of individuals um, as a team. And then also some are individuals. So you have some accountability there and some trust. I like that. So let's go back a little bit. You said that you know you were in gymnastics. Um, when you were younger, what is it that, that kind of gravitated you toward gymnastics? What did you love about it? Um, so I just loved being in the air, honestly, when I was tumbling or dismounting off an apparatus um, and just the discipline that I learned um, from my coaches and learning how to apply that in life too really uh, shaped me. I love that. Um, I love the fact, you know, both of my kids were in gymnastics and I did it as well. And I, I enjoyed um, just the body control that you talked about earlier and how you get to know what your body is capable of. Um, and one of the things I, you know, I was on this parent panel several years ago and they asked if there was any advice for, um, parents with young, young children, like how do they get involved in activities? So getting involved in activities and, and I always thought that gymnastics and dance would be two of the best activities because, um, that and track and field as soon as they're old enough, because you get to know your body. It's such an athletic, um, it, it's such a physical sport that you can do that, and that can build into other sports and help you along the way. Um, do you all ag- agree with that uh, concept? I definitely agree. Yeah. Most definitely. I, I always throw, like, swimming in there. I have a, yes. I have a uh, two-year-old nephew out in Utah, yeah. and uh, the parents were asking me what they need to get him going in. He can already ride a bike without training wheels and all that. And oh, I was my like, goodness. What a rock star. So if he's not yeah. a professional mountain biker soon... <laughs> I was like, swimming is a good one, but I think he has some interest in, like, doing some flips and stuff, obviously, as a cheerleader. Anytime I'm around a toddler, I try and get him up in a stunt and hold him up with one hand. And... <laughs> That's great. Um, what do, you, do you have anything to add to the skills from what he was saying? 
Um, I, you know, I think besides the physical skills, what, what kind of mental skills do you think they should bring to the table? I'm sorry, how do you mean? So, you know, we were talking earlier about composure and poise. Um, what kind of skills, how do you develop that um, in cheerleaders? Yeah, so I think uh, as far as mental toughness goes, I think that's just huge in order to develop a cheerleader. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to achieve that. I, I like to think, and I think if you ask Caitlin here, um, putting them through physically strenuous you know, activities and events leading up to the actual cheerleading itself it's actually super important. You know, you, ha you have to prepare your body to do extraordinary things before you just take a stab at doing some extraordinary things. Right. That is so true. To be able to get out of your comfort zone, yeah, right? And see so. um, that you can grow out of failure or you can thrive in success. Um, so, Caitlin, let, let me ask you this. Um, let's talk about that training they put you through, shall we? <laughs> we shall. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about... Um, you know, the training probably comes in waves, right? You probably do a little bit more intense training off-season, and then when you get in-season, it's more maintaining. Um, what, is the, what is a typical practice like now when you're in-season? Yeah, so first thing we do, we get, get to practice, we roll out those nine mats, and then we run a mile, which is a new thing, new concept this year for me. Um, you just build that stamina for those two and a half minutes for that routine you are going to perform come April, and then we... We do, like, long stretches because, obviously, your body takes a beating every practice. So you got to stretch out your body to keep your muscles in shape. Um, and then we go into tumbling. And then, you know, we kind of decipher where we'll go from there depending on the day, what we have coming up, like a football game, a performance, any of that. So it kind of depends on the day what we'll exactly do. But, like, some practices will end with yoga, like to stretch, for example. Um, but, yeah, throughout those two and a half hours we're at practice, we're, we're busy going the whole time. I bet you are. Well, putting out the nine mats is also a workout, you know, really. <laughs> and then you got to put them back yeah. away. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, they see you on game day and you, you know, you, uh, that is, that is the, the highlight, the snapshot, all of this behind the scenes, um, the physical work that you do, all of the coordination work that takes a lot of time. Um, how do you fit all of that into, um, your schedule as a full-time student? Yeah. So, um, I am a full-time student and I do have a part-time job and I cheer. It is a lot of, time management and balancing things I think this since this is my third year of college everybody struggles like that freshman year kind of trying to find the balance of it all and you just kind of got to get through that rut at the beginning because I mean my freshman year I struggled with it like probably this time my freshman year because it's just midterms are coming in the exams it's all stressful but you really just kind of have to like I'm very much a planner girl like I do a to-do list I do a planner like I keep myself on check so everybody kind of has to figure out their own way on how they time managed things but just kind of setting time aside for school and then you have your cheer schedule your work schedule and then also just like time by yourself to really like just oh wait a press. second what time what time what by time yourself? by myself what? which is probably probably about you want to be a social <laughs> person too it's about like 10 p.m every night i'm like okay i say bye to my roommate so like i'm going i'm going to relax right good for you i i think that's wonderful that you're able to do that I bet that planner is color-coded. I'm just making yes. a guess here. Yes. yes. <laughs> I bet you are that organized. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the coordination with um, the band, with the mascots. Um, you know, that's, that's added practice time because I'm sure you have to spend time with them as well. So how do you, how do you coordinate um, with the band? We'll start there. Um, 
first of all, we're very grateful for um, the band director, the Sugar Bears coach, um, athletic marketing. Um, they are a great team that kind of keep us in check and we keep each other accountable, but also lift each other up in every moment that we have, whether it's game day or we're supporting each other um, for our individual things. Um, but just preparing for what the band's traditions are and us being alongside them and knowing what our role is to get the crowd energized for that fight song when they're playing it. Um, and then even like we just got off of this past weekend with homecoming and preparing our halftime performance with the Sugar Bears um, was just uh, an amazing concept for us to come together for the university and put together something um, that was just pretty much uh, magical for the crowd to see what we do behind the scenes and make this work um, uh, for the skills that we have. So when you choreograph for the, the cheer squad and you work with the Sugar Bears, do you all um, work together on that choreography? Yeah, I'll let Colton take this. Yeah, so um, obviously our practice schedules aren't completely overlapped. And as you've been talking to Caitlin about her time management, obviously any change or break in the schedule that we already operate on is incredibly hard to incorporate. So what we're able to do is actually kind of practice these elements separate and then bring them together in the time approaching any any time that we would be, say, doing a homecoming performance. So and Emily's fantastic with that. We um, she's the Sugar Bears coach there at Missouri State, and she's been just fantastic. She's also just way on top of her stuff and. Um, as far as the traditions with the band goes, um, I've had a ton of interaction with them at the volleyball games, and they are so much fun. And, <laughs> yes. and it's great that all of these like programs kind of involved with traditions uh, here at Missouri State have just been incredible. And I say that with experience at several universities during my time as an athlete, uh, I haven't really experienced that much cohesiveness between those groups that you mentioned until I was here, which has just been awesome to see. Right. That, that is exciting. And I, I think it's also really cool how I, I often go to games and I think sometimes I'm going to compliment the band right now. They have more fun than anybody in the stands. I mean, they are coordinated and uh, they get so into it. Um, and I love that. And they feed off of what you're doing too. I mean, they're like one of the best audiences for you because they probably energize you right back um, and I think that's pretty cool as as well so yes compliments to the sugar bears and and to the band for coordinating um let's I mean we got Doc boomer right how do you you know how do you keep boomer in line you know it's um, how do you coordinate different things um, with boomer so um, boomer is ran by um, myself and Emily and we try to just incorporate him as, as much as we can do um, we have um, multiple people that are Boomer throughout the year because he is very well-liked um, and um, very popular with our community. Um, but just trying to make him feel welcome brings out the best Boomer. Um, so anytime that we need something done, um, we can coordinate with those different Boomers um, and make sure that that's accomplished. How do you select who is the mascot? Gosh, we are always taking applicants, I feel like, um, for our busy schedules. And so... Um, we just want someone that um, just feels comfortable um, being in front of people, even though they're behind a suit, um, and just being um, charismatic and loves interacting with the fans and children especially. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. A team player too, mm -hmm. right? Very All much right. so. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to take our next break. 
Um, and I, I want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back. We have Will, Will Thomas here. We have Colton Heeper here. And we have Caitlin Johnson. Go Bears! A coach's perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and I have William Thomas here, Bolton Keeper here, and Caitlin Johnson, and we are talking cheer. And this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. Um, they are located in Bolivar, Missouri, and they know cars, trucks, SUVs, and they know service and how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will find exactly what you're looking for, and bonus, it will be in your price range. Call them at 417-326-7671. Also, thanks to West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com. Contact Danny West for a free consultation. He's going to treat your land like his own. And thank you to Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So we are talking cheer. And first of all, um, I think I might have to put my sunglasses on. It's a little bright in here because Colton has this giant ring on that is one of four national championships um, you've got that when you were at Weber State. So yes, tell me a little bit about um, winning four national titles. That's incredible. Yeah, I had a really lucky kind of route in cheerleading, right? I didn't start, you know, as a as a tot, if you will, you know, showing up <laughs> to cheer practice or getting dumped off by my parents when I was really young. So um, I was super fortunate to start my career at Lindenwood University up near St. Louis in St. Charles, Missouri, where I began competing. Uh, they took what I had skill-wise, and they were able to create so much opportunity for me just to get better uh, and to join the coaching side of things before heading out to Weber State University, which is now considered by many in the cheerleading community to be the pinnacle of the sport right now. That is incredible. Well, congratulations. Um, I think that's fantastic. And to bring that... um I mean, you know, well, I've got to compliment you. I mean, I mean, you, you hired him to, to, to come to this program. Um, that had to be exciting to have all that experience and that success to bring into your program. Um, but I also know that, that you all complement each other well because you do have different backgrounds, right? You have different backgrounds in how you got into cheer. Um, so what do you think are, are some of, as, as a cheer team, you know, that's leading this program, uh, what are some of the, the challenges that you all face in cheer? What are some of the things you're like, how are we going to conquer this that you have to, uh, to work on? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges, is we've talked about it a lot already, is just the time commitment and being able to get a group of 25 to 30 girls and boys together at, for every practice um, because for us to accomplish what we need at practices, you have to have everyone there and physically well as well and emotionally well. So that's probably one of the bigger challenges is making sure that we can practice the skills that we need to perform or be able to execute on game days well um, with everyone. If I had to say anything, it would be um, it just inspiring the passion uh, to, to be able to do exactly what he just said, right? Because, you know, there are aches and pains and, you know, the emotional duress of being a student athlete alone um, is just enough to make most people crumble. So uh, to also get people just excited to be in there day in and day out is sometimes our, one of our biggest challenges. 
Well, and and Caitlin, let's let's follow up with that. I mean, it, it can be draining sometimes. Again, you know, when your team is up and everything is going well, it's easy to be energetic and it's easy to get the crowd to go along. But what about those times where your team is not doing well and you have a crowd that's you know sour or angry, and you got to put on a smile and you got to try to raise their spirit level? How do you how do you find the inspiration to do that? I mean, at the end of the day, that's my job is to get the crowd going. I mean, my mom says she goes to the games and she's like. You guys are the reason they won that game. You guys cheered them on. You got the crowd going. I think just like having that that drive, obviously, like we want to show the fans like what we've been working on behind the scenes and do those stunts, do those cheers, do those baskets, do those pyramids. But also with leading the crowd, the crowd gets pumped by seeing those amazing skills. So obviously the football team will hear that. They're like, oh, they're cheering for us. But I mean, they're cheering for us. But also just getting them pumped up. And, you know, obviously like, Every team's going to have their, like, struggles and their downfalls and their loses. But just kind of just pushing through that and just thinking there is still time left in the game, no matter what, um, so you can cheer them up. There you go. And and it will help. And if you could say anything, because normally you can't talk to the audience when you're performing, if you could say something to the crowd um, right now in times like that where you're trying to get them fired up and they're sitting there, what would you want to say to them? Make some noise. We got signs for a reason that say that. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Um, so and of course, you know, honestly, when you were answering that question, my, you know, I next wanted to talk, obviously, on the other side. Like, what's your favorite part? What you know? What's the rush of, of cheerleading? What is it that it motivates you? Um, and you kind of answered a little bit about being out there and being able to perform and and taking that those that audience and those fans um, to that inspired level. So, is there anything to add to your favorite part? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think people just don't realize what all like Missouri State cheer does because they do just see us in the limelight of the games, at the volleyball games, at the basketball games, at the football games, all these like appearances, but they don't really see like our competition side. Like we're in there day in, day out, like working our butts off to get this routine to the best we can. Um, so I think just like proving that like stereotypical cheerleader role that a lot of people have. Um, that we are like a sport and that we do compete at the end of the day. And, um, but yeah. And how about that you don't have a, a season? You are, you know, you're at, it's all year. right? <laughs> yes, it's all year. So, you know, when football is, is finished and, you know, football players go into off season, you're going right into the next sports. And so you're always in season, which has got to be, um, draining as well, but also, also motivating too, because you get to continue to perform. Correct. Yeah. Um, cheer whenever I go into practice. It's my safe place. It's my, it's my way to get out of school, work, all of that stress in my day and day, day in and day out. Um, the people is really what just motivates me. All my teammates, my coaches, the people that have my back. Let's talk about those coaches. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about those coaches. You know, I always like to have, you know, when I have athletes and coaches on at the same time, you know, I, I want to know what makes a good cheer coach. I mean, what are some of the attributes that your coaches have that make you all better? For sure. Um, I think a good coach, they know when there means business and when there means fun. I think both of my coaches, we have fun outside of practice. Like we just went bowling the other day. We all had like fun team bonding there. But also like when we're in practice, like it's it's go time, it's business. Um, and I think just having that drive for us to want to do good. Um, I feel like as a coach, you can only want so much for a team. So also like just showing that as a team that they care helps the athletes like care more and want to win at the end of the day. 
It makes that makes a big difference. All right. Um, so Will and Colton, I, I have that recorded. If you want to play it on loop, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Yep. We can definitely do that. Um, but let, you know what? Let's turn the turn the table. What makes a, a good athlete for you? I mean, what is it that you know? You kind of already talked about that when you talked about recruitment. So let me ask it in a little bit different way. What makes a good teammate in your program? So for myself, I think something that I, I look for and, you know, I'm, I'm just a few months removed myself from being an athlete. So that being said, I, I almost think of it as how I want how I would want my teammates to be. And and really, I think the word that comes to mind a lot for me is is both toughness and gratitude. Right. Being grateful for the, the struggles that we kind of go through, but also being tough enough to handle them. Um, just because there are so many, right? I think uh, she just mentioned the day-in, day-out struggles of just being a human and then to show up and be asked by these coaches to be excellent and to eat that spoonful with a smile, right, right. is is sometimes kind of hard. So yeah, You, you and, can't be in a bad mood. No. Yeah. I mean, nobody can know, right? you got to put that face on, and it's, it's showtime. Yep, we walk in that door, and it, it means business. But also you have those teammates that – they know when you have a bad day, they're there to pick you up. We're cheerleaders for a reason. We right. cheer each other on. That's pretty. That's perfect. All right, so when you are cheering all these different sports, um, do you study the rules of the sport so that you know what's going on in each sport? Um, or do you all make them study the, the, the sport, give them pop quizzes? No. <laughs> Hopefully they know the difference between offense and defense. Well, yes, <laughs> let's start there. I would but hope yeah, so. For yeah, for sure, yeah. I, would say I so. think just um, through my time doing high school cheer and just, I know, I mean, I'm from Kansas City. Chiefs is a big thing, so I know I've been grown through football, basketball, all of that. I just know the rules. And if I don't, I'll usually either ask one of the coaches or one of the boys on our team, and they'll they'll guide me in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that is important. That's an important part of it. I mean, that's an educational component that you want to make sure that they know. Um, tell me about some of the um, more rules about nails and hair and jewelry that a lot of people might not know. I mean, if they always look uniform. They always look um, exactly the same. I mean, if someone brings the wrong socks or the wrong hair bow, what happens? Yeah, so at the college level, um, those things uh, obviously have been learned through uh, the high school level. And so we're super thankful for those high school cheer coaches that send us athletes that know those rules. And um, we really promote that uniformity um, because we're representing not only Missouri State, but the community and the other student athletes in our organization. So um, just looking um, the part and making sure that everyone um, is treated with equality um, really represents us. And then... You know, there are, like, jewelry. You can't wear jewelry, obviously, because that is a hazard for yourself and your teammates if you're in that contact sport um, and doing flips and tricks in the air. So um, those are some of the rules. Do you guys have anything to add? Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not totally against clipping off some nails, even if they are just, <laughs> yeah. just done. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's some written and some unwritten rules when it comes to cheer right. and how, how we look. And, I, I mean, it... I think in terms of life experience and getting ready for the next stage of life for these student athletes is like being able to do that, right? Showing right. up to the job interview, dress the part is an important skill in itself, just the same way that it is for cheerleaders. So let's, um, okay, nobody on your team right now we're going to talk about, but let's say right. maybe in the past, 
um, let's say you got a whiner. Let's say you got a powder whiner, and you it, it is it is about game time, and they got to get ready to go. How do you handle that as coaches? Because you know, I love to ask that question, and I've gotten a variety of answers. You know, from football to basketball to golf coaches, how do you handle that um, athlete that's just uh, doesn't seem like they're ready on game day? Um, so, from my experience as a coach, I've kind of tended to putting myself in their shoes, um, and so. There's something that has happened, obviously, that has put them in this mood. So I want to be able to comfort them or give them some sort of grace to let them know, like, I'm here, I care, and so we're going to get past this together, or maybe we can put that aside and focus on the bigger picture right now and address it later and maybe tackle those problems together. Um, but I'm, I'm big on we're going to fix those internal struggles together because that is my role as a coach, being that supportive person someone that they can trust um, and know that I'm not going to judge them for anything that has happened. But obviously those moves are going to change and we need to address that um, so that we can give everyone the better mood for game day experience. I like that. So a nice one-on-one conversation, what's going on, an empathetic conversation. That's not, that's great. That is wonderful. Anything to add to that, Colton? Yeah, I would say just like making sure that you know, if someone is feeling over encumbered, you know, for example, um, just reminding them that they can't solve all the world's problems sure. while they're in their cheer uniform, right? So at least being present and like trying to, how Caitlin said, separate from some of those problems for a while might actually be the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that's kind of the uh, stance that I take on it is just re- bringing them back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. It can be therapeutic. Yeah, to compartmentalize and to be able to focus on something else. And then I like what you said earlier, Caitlin, about your cheerleaders for a reason. So sometimes the teammates have to swoop in there and go, you know what, let's go. Suck it up, buttercup. It's showtime. (laughs) Yes, I I have the mentality if as like a captain, sometimes people don't want to go to the coaches. So I'm kind of that liaison in between. And I think I just I say to them, you're only a college cheerleader once. So take this one game and just remember it and live in the moment rather than focus on struggles outside of this moment. Yeah, I like that. That is great. Um, so tell me, you know, tell me about uh, camps and clinics throughout your program and what you all do to help with, with the preparation, for, for example, for this national competition coming up in April. Yes, yeah, so NCAA Nationals is held in Daytona Beach um, in April. And so to actually qualify for nationals, you have to attend a summer camp and you're um, – going against other teams, other colleges that want those bids as well. Um, And so we attended camp at Northwest um, this past summer. Um, And so we took the journey up there. And for those three days, um, we learned skills. We were competing against other teams in those skills and even coming up with some cheers and chants um, to uh, try to secure that bid and show that we are worthy of competing at the national level incredibly grueling process that that camp process is so difficult on an athlete just because not only does a lot of the summer work go into just those couple of days and what will end up being just a couple of minutes of uh, showing what skills we have in order to obtain our bid um, it's also just physically demanding I mean they are 12 hour days of, of being athletic and also Doing that with a smile on your face right. becomes becomes really hard to do, and for some it can be super overwhelming, and it can become too much. So, it's, it's, it was a great transition <laughs> from from dealing <laughs> right. with the the stress yeah. and what stresses us out because camp right. can't 
camp can do that. That can do that, yes. Um, but that also, you know, you find out what your team is made of, right? Very you find out exactly, like, where are the chinks in our armor? You know, what do we need to work on? And, and I think that's something that can be really valuable. And, and you know how they score. You know how they judge. I mean, you have sent um, teams to hundreds of competitions. So you know how they judge, and that's got to be helpful. Um, does that go – obviously that does go into play for what you – you know, what you're going to be putting out on the floor and what you see. Um, I think what I, I want to do is ask, you know, Caitlin, I mean, do you all realize the value in the coaching staff that you all have and the experience that they have? Um, how nice is that to know that – We've got coaches that really know their stuff and that have a great experience and connections all over the country in this sport. Yes, for sure. So my first year at Missouri State was also Will's first year, so we were all kind of new and um, getting to know Will. Obviously, I know his background through NCA and everything. And then Colton, this is his first year. I mean, he's got four national championships. So obviously, whenever Will told us that he is going to be our new assistant coach, everybody was like, Oh, we're so excited. Like, he's got a lot of experience, but then you're also like, oh, we're a little nervous. <laughs> he's coming, he's, he's coming you said the a, mile was new, right? Yeah. Mile is new. Here come um, Halloween. We're running a 5K. So that's new as well. But um, yeah, for sure, having that well rounded background that they have in the connections they know, it builds that trust because I know at the end of the day, they trust us. So why would we trust them? Right. And, and you've got to have that. You've got to be able to have that. Um, that is fantastic. Well, do you have uh, any advice for future um, cheerleaders that want to cheer in college? What kind of advice do you have? Yeah, for sure. Just get involved. I mean, go to clinics. We have clinics um, a couple of semesters. So, I mean, we're, you're always welcome to come out to those. And then also just get involved. Go to your high school football games, basketball games. Just see kind of what that cheerleader look looks like. And then, I mean, you can get into gymnastics if you're starting out young and then slowly ease your way into cheerleading and just kind of see if you like it. I think that anything to add to that coaches, she did a pretty good job answering that. Anything awesome. to add to that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the clinics, November 12th, we actually have one. There you go. Good. How would they find out that information if they wanted more information? So we um, are at most state cheer on our socials, um, Instagram and Twitter. And then we also have a Facebook for most state cheer. So we've got everything posted, um, I run those, so no judgment to anyone listening, but uh, <laughs> I try my best to communicate as best we can and um, really looking for athletes that can put themselves out there and introduce themselves to us and be that ambassador and be involved in our community um, and just feel that passion for Missouri State. Right. That, that makes such a difference um, to be able to promote. Um, you know, social media, we, we've talked a lot about that on this show and that you can use it for good and not evil. Um, and I think there's a lot of um, positives that can come out of that. So I invite everyone to follow them at one more time. Most state cheer. There, you, there you go. There you go, Caitlin. What's your What are your future plans? You are human resources major. Correct. Yes. So um, I plan to go back to Kansas City, my hometown, um, and I did get offered a job to be a financial advisor back there. Yep. That's where I'll be come May. Well, fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. And congratulations on a wonderful career for Missouri State. Um, I have, uh, you know, again, I always uh, admire the work ethic that your team has and what you put into your performances. So thank you for that. Thank you. And and Colton, I really appreciate you being here and I appreciate you sharing. And um, four national titles and now bringing it here to Missouri State to coach. That's awesome. We're you know, going to get us another one. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> hopefully I can bring that here. But, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. My family has always told me that I have a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just really thankful to be here. And 
<laughs> we will disagree, right? We're going to disagree with this family. If I disagree, he'll make me run more. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, and have you checked her nails lately? How are they? They're, They're looking a little long. But... We're gonna... <laughs> there we go. And, and Will, I, I thank you so much for coming in because I know we talked a lot tonight about the time commitments and how busy you all are. So to make the time to spend this hour with us, I'm very grateful. Thank you. And now for our post-game talk, sponsored by Story Construction. High-quality service, high-quality satisfaction. Call Story Construction, your next project. Story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com. Next week, we are going to have some NFL experts talking to some Taylor Swift experts. And we're going to have classes in session. The football experts are going to teach a little bit of football, and they may get some education about a particular singer that has elevated some of the viewership in the NFL this year. So let's move on to our post-game talk. Enthusiasm. My guests have tonight. They have enthusiasm. They have energy no matter what they are working on. If their team is down, they got to find a way to still be encouraging. Their team is up. Continue to fuel the crowd and the team with that energy. As I was thinking about your challenge this week, I thought about the consistent requirement to be positive and unconditionally supportive of a team. We all do tasks we love doing, and it is easy to be spirited about them, but it is harder to do that with the tasks we struggle with. But what if we snagged their mindset for a moment? And even with the challenging times, we attacked them with energy, perseverance, and unwavering determination. It would not only make the task more manageable, but would also ripple to others and spread a more positive environment. Give it a try. Be positive and unconditionally supportive of your endeavors and those around you. That's how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you as I do each and every week, be a good human. Live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.